Network presents Football Time. And welcome to the Football Time Show. It's college football week five. Week four is in the books. Conference season is really starting to heat up. We're really getting into much, much more conference matchups. Not quite as many uh, cross-conference matchups here. So uh, it's going to be interesting gambling this week. Uh, Week four, uh, another tough week for the Dynamite. could not find his rhythm. The parlays are crushing him. I don't think he's at a parlay uh, all year long. He might not have hit a teaser all year long either. So uh, even on the adjusted spreads, they're getting to do him a little bit. But uh, uh, another $1,500 down for Dynamite. He's down to 16583 on the season. We're going to keep him progressing slowly along so we don't have to give him an extra load before the uh, season ends. Uh, I had a my big week last week, good week, uh, hit a couple underdogs, uh, hit a parlay, back into the parlay uh, hitting category, and then hit a bunch of my straight bets. Uh, I, I think that's where we split because I, I hit a couple of the straight bets that we were head-to-head on that yeah. uh, you missed. You you might want to jump off the Tar Heel bandwagon. Yeah, North Carolina is killing me. <laughs> I, I haven't done the numbers yet of how much North Carolina has cost you, but uh, probably like two grand out of the nine that I've lost. I think it's a solid chunk out of there, and uh, uh, maybe Western Michigan though they got that ball state win, but uh, I think they might have cost you a little bit this season as well. Uh, nonetheless, uh, week five. Uh, what are you looking at here in week five? Uh, you had a little bit lighter sheet. I was pretty big on this sheet, but uh, I think we had a little bit of a different strategy going into it this week. Well, for one, I'm you know I'm playing with a little less money, so I'm really looking for for more short things and stuff. I really feel good about. I'm not forcing as much, um, but just there was a lot that you know I would I would look at the breakdown of the game and then I'd look at the spread and I was like, oh, it's a little more than I was looking for, and I, I think I found that on about five or six occasions. So put a couple that I liked in some teasers, adjusted the spread a little bit the way I liked it. Um, but there's some interesting uh, – there's going to be some interesting games this week from some teams that we haven't really seen play much competition yet. Now that we're getting to the conference play, them, you know, I'm interested to see this Ole Miss-Kentucky game. Uh, a few others, there's some teams going on the road that we haven't seen much on the road this year. So I think we're going to get a lot of questions answered about some teams this week. But that also means there could be some windows for some some good bets. Yeah, I think that's where we uh, sort of split on our gambling thing because I, I went pretty heavy in, yeah. in to a lot of underdogs who were playing teams who have shiny, fancy records right now and have beaten a lot of teams by a lot of points points but they one haven't gone on the road or two have not really played anybody of competition and i think that will sort of get them off to a slow start in a lot of these games which will allow you to cover that so uh it'll be interesting i I thought there were a nice fill of good games this week too uh which you'll get during the conference season but uh i think this is a pretty good slate so uh Let's kick Let's things off in off with ACC. two really good games yeah. in the ACC here. Uh, Wake Forest goes to Florida State. Uh, Wake Forest-Clemson was a, a great game. Uh, Wake got them into their game last week and uh, just couldn't hit it in overtime. Uh, I, I thought they pulled back a little aggressive right there at the end uh, instead of trying to go for that win. They, they went for the field goal. Might have cost them, but I, I don't think you can 
totally fault them because they had Clemson in the game they want, and I think they had confidence. Uh, you know, even in that overtime, they could keep scoring and wanted Clemson to prove it. Uh, Florida State continues their, you know, hot streak. Uh, you know, really, this is probably, the, I, I think, the best we've seen Florida State uh, in, in quite a while. Now, you know, uh, they got that win at LSU, however they got it. Uh, they probably didn't totally earn it, but they pretty much dominated everybody else uh, on their schedule so far. So weight goes to Florida State. And I, I think we were both uh, a little stunned. One, this thing where it opened, and, and then as, as people continue to pour money onto Florida State. So what do you make of this matchup? Wake Forest, Florida State, and it's up to seven now. I, th I think the biggest question this, that really is going to tell the tale of this whole game is can Florida State slow down this Wake Forest offense? Um, you know, I watched him against Clemson, and he's just dropping throws in. You know, Clemson, yeah, they've got that good defensive front, but when he was getting passes off, he was dropping in some long bombs. And I think Florida State, their defense can be a little skewed. I think they had a, a sloppy LSU team that they yeah. played week one and that they had an easy game. And then uh, their defense looked so-so against yes. Louisville, but not, not game-changing. So I think, you know, with Wake being able to move the ball a little bit against Clemson, that gives me a little hope that they're going to be able to hang with this Florida State team. But uh, really should be a, a good game, and I think this is the battle for – I mean, you know, I'm, we've got the other big game in the yes. ACC this week. So I think we're really going to find out the one through four pecking order in the ACC in these two games. Yeah, uh, I, I just – I've watched Florida State. Uh, we got them in that Louisville game, but Louisville moved the ball on them really, really well, and, and I think – you know, I think we both watched that game and felt a little lucky that yeah. Florida State got that cover. You know, they got the cover, you you cheer it on, but you sort of, if you were doing a boxing analogy and probably doing 10, 9 rounds, I, I think we might have had it slightly for Louisville. Now, there. Florida State was using a backup yeah. quarterback in that game, so uh, don't forget that. Yes, I, it, but they were... Still throwing to the six seven kid who <laughs> seemed to spring open. So yeah, I, I it was a good win. But you look at that and how Louisville was getting open, and, and then you go back and look at the LSU game where they really moved the ball on them. Uh, they just screwed up down at the goal line numerous times, yeah. and, and it sort of cost them points there. And I, I think if those two games, which were sort of toss ups where anybody could win, it goes from four and zero and two, you know blowout wins over BC and, uh, you know, a subdivision team, and it's a two-and-two two season all of a sudden, and, and we probably aren't as shiny uh, on Florida State, and yeah. my guess is we aren't getting seven either. <laughs> so, yes, you got those two wins, but, you know, it, it's sort of there. And I look at Wake Forest, uh, you know, I, I we talked about last week in that Clemson matchup, I just didn't think the quarterback was – quite as sharp as I'd seen him the year before. And then in that Clemson game, he looked just on fire. He yeah. was drilling throws on target, on time. That was the wake that we'd seen. Now, that was also the wake defense that we continue to see that couldn't stop anybody. But I'm wondering if Florida State can hang with this. So I think their advantage down in Doak might be there. We'll see what yeah, kind of... Yeah, the fans are probably believing. So. Yes. We'll see what kind of weather did that... I've looked. It looks like it's going to be okay also in Tallahassee. Presents, uh, you know, uh, they're more north and more towards the Gulf, yeah. upper side of things. So it might not affect it, but there might be some rain. 
I, I just thought seven was a little much. We'll see what Florida State, if they can score with them, because I think Wake will be able to put point, points on them for sure. So uh, let's move to the other big game, yeah. uh, NC State versus Clemson. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say I, I thought Clemson's offense, that's the best I'd probably seen them in, you know, three years now. Yeah. Uh, they were hitting big plays. They looked it, it looked easy, which it hadn't looked easy versus Clemson in a long, long time uh, on the offensive side of things. Uh, maybe a little bit uh, of nervousness that this defense that was probably supposed to be one of the top three or four defenses in the league was getting shredded, but I, I think Wake Forest can sort of shred anybody. It's one of those things where yeah. uh, NC State, it's... They've beaten a lot of poor teams. They got that win uh, opening week versus East Carolina yeah. by their chin. Uh, <laughs> but judging by what East Carolina did last week, you know, losing to Navy as they did, you, you wonder how good that East Carolina win really is. But what do you make of this matchup? NC State got this win last year. Uh, can they go into Clemson uh, and win this one? Yeah, I really don't think so. Um I actually have to keep reminding myself that NC State is still an undefeated team yes. because they just they don't have the feel of an undefeated team at this point. You know they they really struggled in that opener. Uh, almost assumed they lost that one, yes. but uh, they they managed to get the win. But should have, might have, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, missed extra points, missed chip shot field goals. <laughs> but I was actually kind of impressed with Clemson because. They were able to win a shootout last yes. week, and I think that says a lot about this Clemson team. You know, DJ was able to finally get the ball moving. He's actually one of the most successful passers in college football on deep balls, yeah. which is a huge help. This team needed something on offense. The defense is there. The NFL talent's there on defense. Uh, you know, they gave up a lot of points, but that's another pro-caliber mm, yeah. quarterback at Wake Forest, and uh, I think they had their challenges. But I was impressed with the way uh, Clemson was able to match keep pace with them and get that thing to overtime and get the win. Uh, so I, I think this could be a blowout, um, especially if Clemson can keep their offensive momentum going into this week. Well, that's where I sort of uh, flip to Clemson. I, you, you know I, I'm a little resistant uh, of taking big spreads, especially in matchups like this, but it's one of those that I just – I looked at, I watched Clemson last week, and I, I think a lot of people looked at the Clemson matchup last week and maybe thought worse, but I actually looked at that oh, and yeah. it was like, They could put points wow, on the board. They, yeah. You know, Wake had everything they wanted in that one. They had them in a shootout. They were trading scores, and I, I think if you ask Wake, we're going to score 47 on Clemson, I, I think they go, we're winning that football game because yeah. Clemson's not going to score that money on us. Yeah. And, you know, Clemson did. It's the first time I'd really seen their offense let go. Maybe they found something. And, you know, it, it's it's been impressive that NC State has maintained their undefeated record, which usually there's one of those they dropped. East Carolina probably should have been the one they dropped, but they found a way. They found a way in their other ones. I, I'd say they've won not impressively, but one, and that's all that matters. I just can't see them going into Clemson, especially after Clemson lost to them last year. And being able to score a ton of points, they're naturally conservative anyway. I, I think that plays into Clemson's strengths, whereas Wake was just, hey, we're going to sling it. Yeah. If you could stop us, you could stop us. And if you could score on us, you could score on us. I, I think NC State goes in there with a different mindset. Well, they'll play real, real conservative, sort of like they did yeah. last season. I, and they just scraped by in that one as well. I mean, I think Clemson could come into this game and score half what they did yes. against Wake. And 
take care of business. Yeah, I, I think this is more like 24-13 yeah. uh, Clemson. So, you know, I, I'm going to risk it on that, uh, you know, six-and-a-half-point spread. There are two uh, this week there. I'm taking a, a sort of bigger favorite than I usually like to take. Uh, this one, and then we'll get into one in the Big 12. All right, let's go over our bets in the ACC. We talked about Wake Forest. That plus seven is just too good to pass up for me. I I think I'll jump all over that. Uh, we'll see if Florida State can, you know, score on them and then hold them off scoring, uh, which I, I'm not totally uh, believing in that Florida State defense just quite yet, and we'll see if they can win a, a shootout with Wake. So I got the plus seven on that one. I got 500 on that. I got the over in that game at 65 and a half. Now, uh, you know, that one might be pulled back on Saturday if, you know, yeah. all of a sudden monsoons are, <laughs> you know, hovering over, uh, <laughs> you know, Tallahassee and we're getting a monstrous downpour. I, I still would trust Wake, but I, I'm not going to trust over because if I'm getting seven and it's a monsoon and nobody's going to be doing anything, I feel confident, but I'm not as confident in the over if we're getting a monsoon down there. Clemson minus uh, six and a half uh, as well, and then I, I'm going to put some on the Wake Forest money line at plus 215. I, I think that's pretty good value there. Uh, would like it a little slightly higher, but I, I think uh, over two to one, uh, a Wake Forest team who's been better than Florida State for you know the last six or seven years here, yeah. ha- and has proven to beat them. They've gone into Doak and won games. Uh, they've had uh, Florida State come into Winston-Salem and win games. So I, I think Wake is plenty confident here. It's not one of those things where they're going into Doak and are going to be nervous. So I like the 215 on, on Wake as well. What do you got in the ACC? Uh, you know, first off, we'll go back to that NC State-Clemson game. You know, I was talking about it's, it's probably going to be less scoring than that uh, Clemson-Wake game. But I think Clemson found something uh, that they're going to continue uh, to try to keep going in this game. I think their offense is going to be going. And I looked at this line, and it's just at 40. And I, I think Clemson could reach 30 on their yeah. own, uh, which means I only need NC State to get to 10 to get that over. So I'm going to take a shot that Clemson puts up a lot of points on NC State here and take the over 40. Um, and then one game we didn't talk about – I I'm, I'm going to pick Duke. It didn't quite make the <laughs> now, uh, rundown sheet. I, I thought about putting it in there, but then I was like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've watched this Duke team. They played pretty good offense. They they kept up with Kansas pretty well, but were about a touchdown to two touchdowns behind that whole game, but uh, managed to make it a, a one, well, yeah. slightly over a one-score <laughs> game there at the end, and my benefit, your detriment there. But uh, uh, I, I like Duke minus uh, the two-and-a-half, staying under that field goal at home. I just think this is a bad Virginia team and and Duke's kind of got some momentum and fan support uh, so they may be able to get back on track here and then finally I'm taking the seven with Wake too Um, I I think I've got him in a parlay later for the money line upset but I I like the spread as one of my straight picks here yeah I I think if Virginia had pulled off that uh, win versus Syracuse last week we might have been able to bump it into the (laughs) ACC rundown but uh, you know Virginia uh, losses to Illinois and Syracuse and a let's just say grindy win over ODU in <laughs> Richmond. I, I'm not quite putting them in there. Uh, Duke's played well all season long. You, you mentioned it. I just, I, I was a little more leery uh, on the, when they're favored. Uh, <laughs> it, it just makes me pull back a little bit. Uh, this Virginia team, I, I think it's, it's just one of those things where we 
don't quite know what we're getting. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes they look really good. Sometimes they look really, really bad. And, you know, Duke, uh, they played well in that Kansas game. The previous games, they had played pretty well. So, you know, it, yes. But then once it gets into conference, I, I get a little more jittery. So uh, <laughs> I, I just sort of, I might have thrown Virginia in a parlay. Or maybe I put them in a money line parlay. I don't totally remember. I was leading a little Virginia just based on the uh, Duke uh, being favored in our <laughs> conference game. So uh, nonetheless, let's uh, nothing really in the ACC uh, matchup-wise this week other than the uh, one I, I bet on, which is kind of a good matchup. Yeah, now, granted, I, I won money on the Tulane, uh, you know, let down. That was Duke Cummings. It, it was just one of those spots where Southern Miss had sort of played well all season long, yeah. hadn't gotten a result. Tulane was coming off that uh, big win at Kansas State. But if you sort of go back and just watch that game or really break down the stats, uh, Kansas State more was doing numerous things to find a way to lose that game than Tulane going out and seeking it out. But uh, they go to Houston, and granted, I, I think I've taken against Houston pretty much every week, but I'm on Houston this week. Uh, I think Tulane going on the road into Houston, I, I was, I don't want to say semi-impressed, but they were able to stay together in that Rice game when everything was sort of going against them and Rice was sitting right there for that upset. Yeah. They probably could have broken apart right there and just packed it in. They didn't seem to do that. They're now just sort of here to cruise in conference season two and a half versus Tulane if you gave me this spread you know three weeks ago I think you know Houston's probably a six point favorite seven point favorite maybe even you know up to eight nine point favorite yeah uh, so I, I thought there was value there in Houston at home Tulane going on the road uh once again so I liked Houston minus uh, two and a half. Nothing for you out of the eight. I, I didn't have anything in this conference this week. All right, let's move on to the Big 12 and handful of good matchups yep. here. Uh, Oklahoma goes to TCU, and we, we sort of got the reverse here uh, from uh, Oklahoma where they have not been able to beat Kansas State for quite a while and did uh, held true. Three out of four years, But uh, they have been able to take care of TCU recently. Yeah. Um, this is one of those matchups where TCU has not really played elite competition. Now, they are at home here, so it's a little bit different than them going on the road. Uh, I mean, they did go on the road to Colorado. I, I don't. <laughs> that situation is very, very bad. Uh, but uh, Oklahoma, tough game versus Kansas State. Uh, I, I didn't think looked great, uh, but... It's just a style they can't handle. Uh, yeah. You know, just that power eye quarterback running right at them. They can't control the ball. Their offense can't get going, and they don't seem to be able to stop well, it along their lines. So. Well, and, you know, it's been that, like you said, the, you know, every time they've played in the last yeah. four years, it, it, it's not the New, particular quarterback. Whichever it's coach. not the players, not the coach. It's just that system, for whatever reason, they can't, yeah. can't uh, stop it. So they go to TCU here. Um you know, I, I was back and forth on taking TCU because I, I thought the spread was beneficial towards TCU getting six and a half at home. I didn't end up putting it on my straight bets uh, just because I, I just I can't get a feel on TCU yet. Uh, good win versus SMU, who's uh, played well but gotten too 
you know, tough losses in a row, but what is TCU? Because I do think if they get into, the, like, that shootout with Oklahoma, I don't know if they can yeah. hang with them. So what was your feeling on this game? Well, that's what I kind of saw in that SMU game. You know, TCU kind of jumped out to a lead, but uh, they really didn't play great defense, mm. and, and SMU was able to put some, a significant amount of points on them and, and keep it within – uh, reachable distance, and I just think this Oklahoma offense is, is going to be a little bit too powerful. And, and I, I, you know, I don't think Oklahoma's going to lose two in a row, albeit they are going on the road this week. Um, I just think a, a more normal pro style offense is something they're more used to, and I think, and and offensively, they're going to be able to put points on the yeah. board. That's a, that's just sort of where it was. I, I think. I might have thrown TCU in like an underdog parlay, maybe into just a regular parlay. I, I think they're is sort of value in just taking uh, – we're going to get into a couple other games, but there might be value in, in just taking TCU on the money line here. And if TCU is really good and Oklahoma might be a little shaky, both yeah. defensively and maybe offensively, uh, as they step up in competition, maybe they aren't <clears throat> as good. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to judge because, you know, we talked about it the week before. Oklahoma hadn't really played anybody. Their biggest game was Nebraska, and yeah. we aren't calling that a big game. And then they got in that game versus Kansas State, but that's sort of a bugaboo game. So this is a hard read on both sides because you don't have a lot from TCU other than sort of that SMU game, which they controlled, but they gave up a lot of points. Just a tough one to read, but, you know, six and a half points, it's just in that zone where I, I don't think you totally know what to do. Uh, let's move to the next one, Texas Tech. Uh Upset over Texas last week, though, that's one of the ones where I think if you look at the uh, numbers and the stats uh, and just the game overall, uh, you can pretty much sum it up on the turnover thing. Both teams had three fumbles in the game. Texas lost all three of theirs. Texas Tech only lost one of theirs. That sort of is where the difference lied. Uh, Texas wasn't great on the road. Defense didn't yeah. travel with them. Uh, you know, we had mentioned Texas Tech had played pretty solid all season long. They go to Kansas State. Uh, you know, they got their win versus Oklahoma the week before. They lose to Tulane. So where are you seeing this uh, matchup here? Uh, Texas Tech, Kansas State. Are we First off, I want to start. Are we back on? Are we off the Sark train again? We were starting to come around on him last week. But. Yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's already got you know, two losses. You know, not too far away from below standard uh, or just Texas standards anyway. So, uh, but anyway, you know, back to Texas Tech. I thought they, you know, they played good enough to get the upset. Uh, Kansas State played really well against Oklahoma. This is going to be a good matchup. It's it, it's going to be the same as last week. It's going to be can Texas Tech stop or slow down this Kansas State offense enough to to you know limit their yeah. scoring cuz that's one thing this Kansas State offense if if you're able to stop it there's not much else they can do uh so Texas Tech's really well, going to have to certainly with this quarterback yeah yeah <laughs> uh if you force them to throw the ball you're going to get some turnovers um so Texas Tech's really got to load the box come up stop this run uh, I think they could put some points on the board. I think it's going to be a little closer than the spread indicates. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean Texas Tech in, in this one just because I think this spread got bloated here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think last week, well, it's probably not a good judge coming off the two-lane loss, but I think Kansas State's more in that three or four range, and it's up well, to eight here off that Oklahoma win. Well, one thing I look at is, like, you know, is Oklahoma that much better than Texas that they're – Kansas State's win over Oklahoma yeah. is more significant than Texas Tech's mm -hmm. win over Texas. Uh, 
I don't really think so. I think I think you could put Texas and Oklahoma, you know, side by side. I, I really, you know, we'll find out in a few weeks uh, who the better between those two is. But, you know, I, I don't think it's worth eight points in Kansas yeah. State's favor. Uh, you know, I think they're getting – obviously they're getting some for being at Kansas State. So, but – so really, is that worth five more points on that spread? But that was the only thing I, I think that could convince me because, you know, you saw Texas Tech go to NC State earlier in the year. They struggled a little bit there. Uh, I think NC State covered that spread pretty easy. I think that was like a 12-and-a-half-point spread, um, you know, and it's probably where you evaluate Kansas State, Kansas State versus NC State. I don't know quite where I'd lean there uh, just because, you know, my distrust in NC State in a big-time game and sort of my trust in Kansas State in a big-time game. You know, talent-wise, probably NC State. But uh, mentality-wise, i I'd probably lead Kansas State a little more there. Uh, but, you know, it's it just I, – I thought that spread was bloated, but I, I was sort of a no-go because I'm not going to trust Kansas State on that eight. And, you know, uh, you know I, I mentioned how – I want to see Texas Tech on the road, judging after they struggled on that NC State game. So uh, the next big one in the Big 12, which is probably a matchup for, I, I think we think probably two of the top three, four teams in the Big 12 here. Uh, Baylor had a really, really nice uh, win at Iowa State, yep. uh, controlled that game for pretty much throughout it. Uh you turned know. into a shootout. Yeah, uh, turned into the <laughs> game I don't think either of us uh, foresaw coming, but, hey, that's sort of college football. <laughs> I don't think Iowa State had scored that many points in a conference game in, like, five years, and then, of course, they do it in a Baylor shootout, which Baylor, I don't think, had been in a shootout in, I don't know, uh, probably since uh, a coach who no longer coaches uh, college football has been there. But Oklahoma State, uh, really, it's... I. This is one where I, I have no feel because they didn't play last week. Uh, the week before that, I, I did look. They did play, but it was a really low-level subdivision teams. It was like Texas Southern or something, so yeah. it's not anything you can gain anything. Then the week before that, they got that win versus uh, you know Arizona State, uh, but that was 24-12. Uh, you, know, you, you look back on... High yeah. in sight of what Arizona State, who the next week then lost at home to Eastern Michigan by about 40 points. It, it's what do you make of this Oklahoma State team? Because I, I think my initial want was to really go strong after Baylor and that minus two and a half. And, and then I pulled back on it and I ended up just throwing it in parlay. But it. it it just seems like Baylor's the better team here, judging from what we've seen. Even in that opening week game where uh, Oklahoma State, uh, I think they played Central Michigan, and that thing turned into some wild, crazy shootout yeah. there. So what do you make of Oklahoma State? Yeah, we had the under on that yeah. shootout week one. Uh, we well, were both big on that. That was done in the first quarter. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, knee-jerk, I want to take Baylor here. Uh, just, you know, they've been tested this year. They've been through the, the battles. Um but I stayed away just because I, I have no idea what Oklahoma State's going to come out as. Um, because all, I did it at the time when Arizona State came in there and, you know, Oklahoma State controlled that game. You're thinking pretty decent win. Yeah. And then it's like, well, 
wasn't a pretty decent win. Yeah, I mean, Arizona or Oklahoma State's very capable yeah. of, of of winning this game. I think, or you know, they're also capable of getting blown out to Baylor. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm just going to stay far away from this one because I really don't know. Uh, what Oklahoma State's going to be. I mean, heck, it's even when you've seen Oklahoma State in years past, you never really know what you're going to get from Gundy's teams at Oklahoma State. You know, he's got years where he plays lockdown defense. He's got years where he scores 60 points a game. I think that's happened uh, this season. Sometimes he, does, sometimes he does it in the same season. Um, so it's, it's really hard to bet on Oklahoma State games. Um, you know, really got to look at the more skewed matchups. On these closer, tough matchups against Baylor, it's it's just really too hard to tell. Yeah, uh, it, it should be an interesting one. Maybe I, I convinced myself by Saturday Baylor's worth a bet because it, it just – that number uh, just seems pretty low from sort of what I, I've seen from Oklahoma State so far this season, uh, especially when you sort of pull back in hindsight. But I still respect them enough where I, I think they might be able to put some points on Baylor. So I, I just I didn't know quite what to do with it. So bets out of the Big Twelve. Uh, I I got I'm back on my Kansas bandwagon here. Um, <laughs> missed out last week. Missed out last week. Kind of. I I still think I'd take that spread the next week. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Kansas getting three uh, here versus Iowa State. I I just I didn't see enough from Iowa State to make me think that they should be favored going on the road. Uh, you know we saw them versus Baylor. I. Baylor controlled that game, and that was a home game. And then you go to them on the road versus Iowa. Yes, it was a win. Uh, that was one of the worst college football games ever played, <laughs> ever. Uh, so I, I was a little stunned by Kansas, who's been capable of putting 40 points on numerous teams uh, here, getting three points here. They, they've seen – Really, really big on Iowa State. So I'm just going to go back on my Kansas plus three on that one, 250 on that one. And then I'm going to take my Texas. This was the other sort of big spread, minus 10 and a half here. Uh, one, I just think West Virginia is not a very good football team. You mentioned I always they like. Did beat, they beat down Virginia Tech. They did sort of. That was a close game, and then they scored a bunch of points at the end. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, but. You got that mixed with them going, uh, you know, halfway across the country to play. It's uh, not a noon game, though. No, it's, it's not a not noon game. It's not until, like, 7 that night, That's I think. correct, but that might be worse playing at night in Texas, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so there, I like that, and I, I mentioned if you watched that Texas game, they were sort of better than Texas Tech. It was one of those where... You know, they probably shouldn't have lost and lost. Now, that might be Steve Sarkeesian's mantra. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, games we uh, lost where we shouldn't have lost and played better than the other team. But I think they put it on West Virginia here. Uh, I think, you know, back at home, uh, West Virginia struggled to stop the run uh, here. Texas will be able to control it, clean up those turnovers. I think they dominate and pull away from this game. So I got Texas minus the 10.5, 500 on that one. What do you got out of it? You know, I looked at your Kansas pick, and, and I, I really wanted to take Kansas again this week just because, you know, I hopped on board that train last week, and it, it was one of the few bets that was good to me. Um, but I look at this Iowa State defense, and, you know, while they struggled against Baylor last week, uh, you know, historically they're a pretty solid yes. defense. And I, I think they're going to be able to uh, – give Kansas some problems that they have yet to face this season. Um, so I look for Iowa State to keep this close and, and maybe even get the outright win. Uh, but I don't have a play on that one. Well, let uh, me ask you something lastly about the Kansas game. Okay. Uh, if Kansas wins this game, like outright, 
do you start throwing them into Big 12 contender status? I mean, you have to because Iowa State was right there with Baylor, and, you know, Baylor's going to be right up there. I mean, I think I think the road is long for Kansas, and they've really yet to start yeah, on they, it. They haven't gotten um, into the TCU-Oklahoma. You know, they got big upsets. Baylor and Oklahoma and, State and, line. And, and, you know, some of those were outside the conference. You know, they've got to carry. Would you make them favorites in Conference USA? <laughs> Uh, you know, this may be one of the, the last of the games that they're actually – well, I guess they're not favored. They're getting three at home. Uh, but, I mean, you may get some really good value on Kansas. You may get uh, good value, you know. I don't know if they'd put Texas or Oklahoma as double-digit favorites over Kansas at this point. Uh, probably – definitely not if they're going to Kansas, especially yeah. Texas who lost to them last year. But, you know, Kansas has got to be running low on home games yeah. now. They've, I think they just they're playing two in a row now. Yes, uh, and they've yet to play the big dogs. Yeah, I I think <laughs> they're about to hit the part of their schedule, so this might be the last one for a while. But I mean, you could lose the rest of the games, and this has already been a success yeah. for Kansas, well, and, and, and probably totally. already got the coach promoted. Yeah, well, <laughs> to a better school up until the point till the coach leaves for every uh, week. There's a new uh, school who's firing the coach. Georgia Tech uh, emptied that thing uh, last yeah. week. So, uh, nonetheless, but, I, I think uh, you know this might be a short run for Kansas here, but. So Soak it up while the game. Moving on to my picks in the yeah. Big 12. I've just got two. I like Oklahoma minus six, six and a half. I really like this under that seven-point favorite. I think their offense is going to be able to do enough to, to come out and take care of TCU, even though they're going on the road here. And, and then I've got another road team, Texas Tech at Kansas State. I, I just I like the spread here. Yeah. I thought about putting the money line in a parlay. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off this win, but I think they're going to be able to pull, uh, keep it close enough uh, to stay within that eight. Yeah, so I like I, the spread. I think you'll get a good read on Texas Tech, whether they're just sort of a, a spunky little home team or a team capable of uh, playing good football on the road here. All right, let's move to the Big Ten here. Uh, Michigan sort of passed their first test versus Maryland. Uh, Barely. Uh, kind of. Uh, it was not a magnificent win, <laughs> but it was a win nonetheless. And judging from not having played anybody, they managed to get the win with the backup quarterback. Iowa scored 20-plus points two games in a row. It's almost like they're turning into an offensive juggernaut. So Michigan goes to <laughs> Iowa here. Uh I, I was a little torn here because I, I think Michigan's quarterback's going to be out again. It, it's basically a total different uh, type game than what they just played versus uh, Maryland. How do you see this one playing out? Are you? I, I'm leaning towards Iowa. I did not. Uh, I, I believe I put maybe uh, spread wise in their uh, parlay here. Uh, I am going to go on their money line because I do think there's value in their money line uh, with Iowa here. But uh, Michigan-Iowa, how do you see this playing out? Uh, It's been a tough place for Michigan to go uh, in recent years, but I think there have been better Iowa teams in recent years as well. But maybe they're starting to find their form. This is sort of what Kirk Ferentz does. As soon as you doubt him, then he makes his eight wins on the year. Yeah, you know, you said the magic number earlier, 20. If they can keep Michigan under 20, I think it's very possible that Iowa gets a win. they got to make this game as ugly as they possibly can. And without Michigan's quarterback, that that's doable. Um, likely, I, I don't that know. That would be the other thing. I don't know how much the Michigan quarterback matters all that much. You saw they hung 30 on Maryland. I think it's sort of a offense that 
isn't really based on the quarterback play, which it hasn't been basically since our ball is there. They probably prefer the starter, but I, I don't. It seems a little plug-and-play of mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to watch Michigan again uh, this week, uh, playing a le- at least somewhat legitimate competition yes. after those first two weeks. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. We uh, get them versus teams I at least I, semi-respect. I think we still are kind of seeing fake Michigan at this yeah. point. I, I don't think Michigan is a top-10 team uh, by the end of the year, um, but they still have some difficult games to come yes. down the road. Uh Let's go to Purdue, Minnesota. Uh, I guess we can say Minnesota passed its sort of first test. I, I will say they are blowing these teams out, uh, but I think that's sort of how good do we think Michigan State is. I thought it was pretty impressive to go on the road yes. and put that much I, on the Spartans. That I will say, and <laughs> I, I must say, I respect something about Michigan State because I have them in a money line parlay this week, and I have them in a, uh, just a regular parlay with the spread. So I think they're at least capable. But I, I think this is another step up, and this is probably a level of team they haven't played yet. Um they have been scoring tons and tons of points. But it's just P.J. Fleck's nature the last, I don't know, four season. I think he's been at Minnesota. It's always been conservative. As the competition steps up versus a Purdue team, does that come back out? Or do we still get this run-and-gun type Minnesota uh, that is scoring 35 40 points because it if we continue to get this aggressive minnesota i do think they can breeze through this north side or whatever you know the side that doesn't have ohio state and state and michigan in it uh but if, if they go back to that sort of conservative style play i, I think purdue is a type of team that'll trip them up and can beat them because they can get to 24 to 27 points if Minnesota sort of pulls back and goes conservative here. Yeah, I I really question how much Purdue's going to really be motivated now that they've already dropped two this season after uh, people were predicting, you know, big years. I was one of them uh, for Purdue, but I've really been impressed by Minnesota. I think Purdue is capable. Uh, That's why I kind of didn't really – I don't know. I think Purdue's capable of competing with Minnesota, and I think they're also capable of not showing up. Yeah. And Minnesota just continuing to blow teams out like they did Michigan State last week. So I, I'm kind of staying away. I just really want to watch this game and, and see what I see out of both these teams and, and find out. Uh, I, I just I think Minnesota really impressed me last week against Michigan State. And I, if we get a shootout, I think that gives a little bit of an advantage to Purdue, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm not quite ready to say Minnesota has a huge advantage on the road either or at home uh, mind you yet uh, the weather's not quite yeah. in that territory where you don't want to be there um, I don't think the fans are quite you know maybe if they win this game then we start seeing a, a bandwagon jump in Minnesota of a bunch of fans thinking something can happen here but I, I think they're one or two wins away before we get the full-blown Minnesota's doing great things, and then we probably start getting weird P.J. Fleck uh, rumors to uh, jump into uh, bigger jobs uh, for sure. So uh, I just I want to see it one more time. If they can blow this Purdue team out uh, like they've blown everybody else out and more so like they blew Michigan State out, I I think I'll 
I'll nudge it up a little bit, but I'm not quite ready to go there yet because uh, that Michigan State team might be really, really poor <laughs> as well. So uh, I got two straight bets in this one, both just uh, money line reachers here. I got Iowa plus the 340, Purdue plus the 350. I thought pretty good value in each of those, uh, you know, a three and a half to one uh, in football games where I don't think there's a ton uh, of talent separation yep. i think these are pretty even teams now granted you get the advantage of iowa at home than purdue on the road here but like i mentioned i don't know if minnesota quite has that uh, home field advantage uh quite yet it might be another win or two before that really sparks up uh here so i got iowa 340 purdue plus 350 money line 125 on each of those plays uh nothing for you nothing for me the in the big 10, 10. Ah, weird, weird week. No Big Ten, no AAC for you. That's usually your two money plays uh, here. Uh, if we're empty in the math for you, I, I know where something's definitely gone really, really wrong here. All right, let's go to Conference USA. UT San Antonio had the week off. Uh, MTSU had a, a big week Huge. versus Miami. Um, we both talked about that game last week, yes, too. We, we thought did. Miami was going to take care of business, and uh, not the case. Not the case, Uh it was a very weird game. Uh, nonetheless, there was a point where MTSU had six touchdowns and five first downs. So uh, <laughs> explosive plays were something they were hitting. Uh, uh, does this continue? Because after that James Madison game where they got absolutely torched, um, they played good football. They went into Colorado State. Yeah. Say what you will uh, about Colorado State, but still going it's on a the long road. road trip into Colorado State and winning outright. I doubt they have a team playing. Yes. Uh, going into <laughs> Miami, uh, granted, you know, that's also not the cauldron of the Orange Bowl, you know, anymore either. Um, it's actually not even a stadium anywhere close to campus. But uh, nonetheless, uh, is this MTSU team ready to go? We, we mentioned a little bit of the fluky nature where I mentioned, you know, they had at 1.6 touchdowns, five first downs. I think they hit like two 90-yard plays, a 70-yard play, and like an 84-yard play. So are they good enough here to beat UT San Antonio? UT San Antonio comes with them. I, I think UT San Antonio pretty battle-tested, but I was a little shocked. Uh, you know, they didn't quite give MTSU uh, a lot of boost uh, from that Miami win. I, I thought this line probably would have been – sort of the same, uh, whether they beat Miami or not here. Uh, you know, UT San Antonio, four-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought that was probably the line from the start of the year up yeah. until uh, the point now. Maybe it went down from maybe about six to four-and-a-half, but it, it just – I wonder who you think has an advantage in this game. I I, I want to say UTSA. I almost picked this one. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I – been big on the Roadrunners for the most part the last couple of years. Um, I I just I don't know this this may have got MTSU some momentum, uh, and, and it's a long road trip. That four is just a scary number, really uh, on on what really could go either way. Um, but I think you have to you have to think that UTSA has been the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I, I think UTSA's penchant for playing close games. I, I think that four and a half also gives you a little pause, uh, but. This also might be where UT San Antonio is just a class above MTSU. And 
I can't quite still break out of James Madison lighting them up. Uh, you know, I, I put probably UT San Antonio, James Madison on the same level. Now, I, I did put Miami ahead of them, but, you know, that just might have been a, a circumstances of Calderon coming off the A&M <laughs> game, whatever is going on with Van Dyke and the Miami offense. And then, you know, we, it was just the fluky nature of hitting, you know, seven explosive plays in a game which probably MTSU probably didn't have that many explosive plays all of last season combined. Yeah. So it's just a weird one because uh, MTSU got so beat up in that first one and then has played good football since then. Yeah. But you sort of can't remove that first game out of your brain versus a James Madison team who just made the jump from subdivision. Granted, this is a very good James Madison team. We both talked about them possibly being able to win the Sun Belt, and nothing has sort of altered uh, that decision from what we've seen so far. So it's just sort of, I think it's a weird spread in a weird spot for this game. You bring UT San Antonio once again on the road. Uh, I, I must say, for it's been a pretty murderous schedule for yeah. UT San Antonio. You, you might not look at it and think, but they've played a lot of road games early uh, and just had tough places to go. So I'm assuming the back end of the schedule, they get a couple more home games and uh, get a little bit lighter slate. But I'm curious to see how this one plays out. So uh, bet-wise, what do you got going on in Conference USA? Uh, you know, there was one I was looking at that uh, this team's been a little feisty. Um, had an ugly loss to UNLV, but I, I think they're they're scrappy. And being at home in this one, I like North Texas plus the three and a half uh, versus FAU. I, I think getting points here is huge at home. Um, FAU's also shown to be a little scrappy against some teams, but I, I just like getting getting the three plus the hook at home for North Texas Mean Green. Yeah. Uh, no. Go, uh, go ahead. Well, we both got this one. Yeah. We both were pretty we'll big on it. it. Here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the only one I got in Conference USA, North Texas, plus the three and a half. You know, you, you mentioned, I, I think, I thought Florida Atlanta was scrappy, and then I, I sort of looked at it, and they aren't quite as scrappy as you think. They went to Ohio and lost. Now, they've been okay at home, but they played pretty low-level teams at home. And, yes, North Texas probably hovers, but... You know, they've been solid at home. Uh, you know, you look at that loss to, like, UNLV, and it's, well, that's not that bad a loss. You look at that loss to SMU, uh, yeah. you know, SMU might be 2-2, two and two, but I think we both think they're a pretty good football team. So, you know, if I went back and had that SMU-North Texas game, which I took at the beginning of the year, North Texas, from what I know now, I would – be like, well, SMU is going to blow them out. So I think this is more the level where North Texas can dominate them here. Getting three and a half at home, uh, I think, is really, really strange. Yeah. Because uh, Florida Atlantic traditionally has not been able to play well on the road. And this is not an easy road trip here going into northern Texas. So I, I was stunned that there was, was three and a half. I, I think it just sort of. It's one of those lines where I think they missed because they probably looked at some North Texas results and haven't quite adjusted that North Texas is just sort of lost to, you know, better teams. And the teams they've beaten uh, are more teams like this Florida Atlantic team. So I'm all on this oh, yeah. three and a half. I, I think this is uh, 
one of the ones you'll look back at the end of the season and go, yeah, we probably should have put the house on this one. Uh, so plus three and a half for North Texas for me, 500. What's your other uh, conference? I've got USA? one more in Conference USA, and it's a team we haven't really talked a whole lot about this year, and it's Western Kentucky, uh, minus five versus Troy. Uh, you know, Western Kentucky's proven that they can put up some points, you know, albeit against uh, inferior opponents. If they'd gotten that Indiana win, I, I think we would have. Yeah, uh, but I, I really do like this Western Kentucky team. I, th- I think uh, scheming, they do a really good job. And, and I, you know, while Troy did play App State down to the Hail Mary, uh, I think it's starting to show to everyone that App State's, you know, a little overrated. Uh, and they don't play defense. Um, Troy doesn't play that great a defense. Uh, I think this could be a high-scoring game, but I think Western Kentucky is going to be able to win this by more than a touchdown. So I really like this minus, minus five, staying under that seven-point spread there. All right, let's uh, move to the MAC, and I, I thought there were two matchups in the MAC that really stood out, but uh, there are a couple decent ones as conference play really kicks off yeah. here in the MAC, and and we get they've got all their yeah. uh, they've money making games. <laughs> they've all collected their checks. They've funded their football program for the rest of the season, uh, but Miami Ohio versus Buffalo. I don't think we would have had this one on you know two or three weeks ago, uh, but. Buffalo has seemingly, they lost to Coastal Carolina, but they played pretty tough in that game. And then I, I think, I, I don't know if the win, though the win might have shocked us a little bit, but the nature of how they went into Eastern Michigan and yeah. just destroyed them and, and put a 50 spot on them in Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan <laughs> coming off the win versus Arizona, Arizona State. State. Uh, I, I don't think we either of us uh, sort of were like, oh, Buffalo, we're going to hang a 50 spot right there. Uh, plays Miami, Ohio coming off the win versus Northwestern. Now, granted, I don't know quite how impressive that is. Uh They've looked sort of mediocre the rest of the season. Uh, Miami, Ohio at Buffalo. Is this Buffalo team sort of found itself, or was it just freaky uh, coincidence there uh, versus Eastern Michigan? You, you get the sort of drop in level after the big win the week before, uh, but it seems 50 spot. That That's not freaky. That's just, whoa, maybe they found something mixed with the Coastal Carolina game the week before. Yeah, this this spread set at almost a pick 'em, and I think that's pretty spot on. Um, I, I really can't tell any anything that separates these two teams here yet, so I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, watching this game. It really just kind of depends on you know who you feel like is the better team. I, I was actually really impressed with Miami of Ohio last yeah. week. I, I should have taken that spread. We I kind of thought it was good. You did think it was good and took well, it. Well, I think they tried to bury it in between, like, one of those where it's sitting in the middle of, like, 300, so nobody would actually take against Northwestern. Uh, I, I, I can't remember at the moment. I know uh, – one of the big teams that Miami of Ohio played that went to, they actually hung with them in yeah. the first half. I can't remember uh, the exact team, but I, I know that they've been competitive. Um, Buffalo's had their ups and downs. Uh, like you said, they just come off a really big game. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that offensive momentum. Yes. I, I liked Buffalo looking at my preseason picks and, and looking at the team breakdown. So uh, maybe give the Buffalo a little bit of the edge here, but it wouldn't surprise me if this comes down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, next one, I don't know if it. the spread says it's not going to be uh, a great matchup, but I, I think that's where uh, it's just hard to tell because Kent State basically left themselves to be slaughtered for, you know, the opening four weeks of the season. 
you know, we mentioned Ohio had that win versus Florida Atlantic at home. They've been solid. You know, they also played a couple of games where they were left to be slaughtered. Uh, but Ohio goes to Kent State. Kent State was like 11, 12, 13 point favorites at different books. And I, I was just, I was a little shocked it opened that big. Because maybe that was just me who sort of looked at the game before I saw the spread and was like, I think Kent State's a good play here. Then I saw the spread and I was like, whoa, uh, that's quite a <laughs> jump for a team who's probably, you know, point differential right now is about at uh, 80. So I guess they're giving Kent a lot of credit for yeah. kind of being competitive against Georgia. I don't, I don't think that game was ever in doubt, but they did put points on the board. Yeah, Is that just where it comes from, uh, you know, uh, half-asleep practice squad Georgia team, uh, you know, coming out. Now, granted, I, I won money on that game. I, I played the under in that one, and it sort of worked out. But it just it, it stunned me a little bit that the spread was that big for Kent State uh, in a MAC game versus, you know, we, we talked about Ohio last year was not the power that they've been, but they, they seem to be back in a – decent level of football it just startled me a little bit that that would be a double digit favorite right off to kick conference games in the mac yeah i was surprised by this as well i i think kent has the advantage here and is going to win this game but yeah. uh double digits is just way too much that's here. what i was was there any interest in taking it after you saw the line that's no. uh, just what and it almost tipped me to the point where i was like i think there's value here in ohio but I didn't want to touch it because I do think Kent State probably ends up winning, uh, you know, the uh, MAC overall, except for Northern Illinois. I'm also curious about. They also have played a pretty tough yeah. schedule. Uh, you know, both Kent State and Northern Illinois records look bad. Uh, but, but they've been competitive but in some of these games. Yeah, they played a solid game versus Kentucky. Uh, you know, they were crushing Vanderbilt up into the point where they melted the last two. You can say the same thing for a game at Tulsa. So, I mean, Northern Illinois has played a tough schedule. Kent has played a tough schedule. I think the three-and-a-half versus Ball State, I, I was this was like the yeah. reverse. I, I was shocked it was this low. Now, you know, maybe Ball State jumps up. You're on a road conference game to start the year. But I think Northern Illinois is – Better and oh, yeah. way more battle tested than Ball State, uh, so I, I thought real advantage here minus the three and a half because I think this could be a double digit if you looked at it like towards the end of the year. Northern Illinois would probably be a double digit. You're getting a little value here because Northern Illinois looks down, but I don't know if they look down after you pull back and have them in the MAC all year long, and they're going to end up with their eight wins and probably atop their side of the division. So I love that three-and-a-half ball state. Yeah, I got five this is on that this one. is one of my favorite plays. I've, I've got two units on it as well. I, I'm a little less than 500 on my units now. Uh, I think I'm at the 360 mark, but I, I like this play a lot. I, I You look at these teams, I think ball state is arguably one of the worst teams in the MAC and, and Northern. No, uh, the Akron Bowling Green matchup this week might <laughs> have something to I, argue. I wouldn't put Ball State far away from, from those teams, honestly. Yes. Uh, but Northern Illinois, I think, is going to be up there competing with Kent State uh, for, for one of the top dog spots. So this is the one I could I could have seen at 11 and, and actually probably would have been more believable than the Kent State yeah. minus 11. So uh, I, I think this one, just the three and a half, is huge. Um, 
I, I really, really like this play. I think it's going to be a big, big-time win. Yeah. Western Michigan trying to throw their head in that ring as well. Uh, they did beat Ball State, though, so <laughs> you got to give them that. Uh, the other one I got is the Buffalo minus one and a half. I'm just going to take the shot here uh, that Buffalo has sort of found themselves. Uh, this is more uh, if Buffalo has found themselves uh, – you know, you're getting value in that one-and-a-half line because in two weeks, if Buffalo's still throwing 50 spots on people, uh, it's probably not going to be one-and-a-half. So I, I thought there was value here, uh, judging from what we saw from Buffalo the week before versus Coastal Carolina where they played them really tight and tough and then just whooped Eastern Michigan in Eastern Michigan. I, I think that was the bigger thing. Buffalo went to Eastern Michigan and, and hung that spot on them, uh, you know, and Buffalo's back at home here, Miami, Ohio, off the, I guess, quote-unquote, uh, big win over Northwestern. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I, I like that Buffalo minus one and a half. I'm just going to see if they can continue it rolling, or maybe they're still that terrible team that lost to a subdivision team at the start of the year. Uh, college football, you never quite, quite know. All right, let's go to the Mountain West. Uh, one matchup here, uh, San Diego State, Boise State. Uh, Boise State uh, with the bad loss versus UTEP, and, uh, you know, offensive coordinator goes. Uh, quarterback leaves uh, three seconds after the offensive coordinator goes, uh, mostly because he knows he's going to be benched. Shout out for him. Real man's man there after sinking Boise State season <laughs> and playing like hot garbage for four straight games. He's a little stunned. He's been benched. Uh, yeah, I've watched pretty much every one of Boise State games. Um, he's bordering on worst quarterback I've seen in college football play so far this year. Uh, mostly because they continued to let him throw, and uh, he was not a, a good quarterback this year. So what do you make of this? This has not been a place San Diego State has gone into very well. Uh, but, you know, offensive coordinator gone, freshman quarterback starting for Boise State. Now, I will say when he's gotten in, he's looked good. But uh, it, it's sort of different once you've – the team is yours now. So what do we get out of San Diego well, State, Boise State? Well, first off, I want to lead with this. Um, thinking back to last year, you remember how awesome the Mountain West was yes. last year? What a difference a year makes, huh? Uh, well, uh, one coach goes out of Fresno State and the quarterback has a bad injury. Uh, Boise State poor coaching decisions on quarterbacks. Uh, whatever has happened to Utah State, I don't quite know. Uh, you know, and San Diego State, they, they got a little bit of it back last week with a nice win versus Toledo, but certainly are not as good as they were. And uh, one of my favorite conferences last yeah. year, and, and I've pretty much been staying away. And as you, you have UNLV as the power of the Mountain West all of a sudden. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I really wonder what Boise State's got left in the tank for this season after that loss, uh, you know, firing their offensive coordinator. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're really going to be able to rally the troops here and, and, and get it together this season. It may just be time for a, a, a rebuild. Well, that's what. It's very weird because their defense is really, really good. Uh, so a part of me, this line is six, and I know why it's six, because San Diego State has been awful going to Boise State. Um, but it's just maybe now that finally uh, the quarterback is out and the offense flows a little better, then that defense can just take over games. And Boise State goes on a run and probably doesn't lose the rest of the year. Uh, I do think they still have BYU to go. But 
it, it just sort of it, it depends right here. And this is yeah. sort of the turning point. Either it totally flips, or it's probably going to be maybe the worst season in Boise State since I don't know twenty years ago, thirty years ago. <laughs> Uh, even when they were in the subdivision, they were winning championships like 10 years in a row, like North Dakota State. So it might be like the early 1980s, the last time where they win like six, seven games. But, uh, you know, this will be the turning point here. Because I, I think if the defense gets support from the offense, mm-hmm. then they can fly. And, you know, like you said, there's nobody in the Mountain West right now seizing uh, control uh, as much as we both like this UNLV run. I, I don't think we really think they're going to seize control of the Mountain West. I like UNLV against the spread. <laughs> you know, so I, I think this Except is... Maybe this week. Yeah, yeah that, that one might come up. I, I didn't put it in my money line one, but I, I'm thinking about it. But nonetheless, uh, I, I think this is sort of the game where we see if Boise State's going to turn this around and what that other quarterback and offense has to offer now that they've finally, uh, you know, pulled it, uh, you know, they pulled it a week too late because they were playing with fire for, you know, three or four straight games there. And they got burned in that UTEP game where he was just absolutely atrocious. And, you know, uh, it's whether they can recover from that. And the freshman turns out, you know, we've only seen him in, you know, a handful of series. Now he's looked good in those series, but, you know, and Hank looked good in a handful of series. And honestly, it's not a great UTEP yeah. team. They've been no. very hot and cold this year. Correct. That would be <laughs> the other concerning thing, that it wasn't a great UTEP team, and I think the defense had gotten to the point where we're just tired of watching incomplete passes <laughs> fall 75 yards over wide receiver players' heads, and then the quarterback coming to the sideline shouting, my bad, uh, you know. That only works so much. Uh, it can't be your bad every single play. But nonetheless, uh, I, I'm really interested to see how this game goes. And if San Diego State can pull this one off, maybe they have sort of leveled the ship here, and maybe they start to take over yeah. the Mountain West. Uh, like I said, that was a nice win over Toledo uh, last week at home, uh, and it was San Diego State style, you know, 17-14. <laughs> uh, not pretty uh, whatsoever. But uh, I got one play here in the uh, Mountain West. Uh, you know, I had San Jose State last week, but uh, I- I'm stunned they keep giving this Wyoming team plus at home. Uh <laughs> uh, as long as they keep giving a plus at home, I, I'm taking it. And so San Jose State, yes, they beat Western Michigan, but, you know, we, we talked about it the week <laughs> so before. Team I'm yes. Off, <laughs> off of. I was like, I don't think this Western Michigan team's all that good. <laughs> they went into San Jose State, State and got lit up. Yep. So maybe there's some value there, but this Wyoming team has been good at home, including eight out and outright win versus Air Force. So. I'm if they're giving me home points with Wyoming, uh, it, it might not be the prettiest football you've ever seen. In fact, it's quite atrocious to watch uh, most times. But they win games and they have their style. They know what they are. Uh, I'm going to grab that plus three. And you know, it, it might even be. It, it's not great, but at plus one forty-five, you might even just put a little of that on the money line and, and yeah. get a little bonus boost on that one. 
because, you know, as much as I liked San Jose State last week, uh, this is a different jump to go to Laramie and, and win uh, versus Wyoming. So I that's the one I have, Wyoming plus three, 250 on that one. Nothing for you out of the Mountain Nothing West. Nothing in the Mountain West. It's a light week. I got to mm-hmm. uh, play smart with my money. I don't want to have to go to the, the banker for a loan. So I'm going to grind my way back here. All right, let's go to <laughs> the Pac-12. Washington, UCLA. Uh, Big game Thursday night, I believe. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Thursday night, or no, maybe Friday night. I'm trying no, to it's remember. Friday. Yeah. There are some Thursday games yes. this week, so I, I think I got this a one confused. is a Friday primetime okay. one, uh, maybe on FS1, but maybe on ESPN. I don't remember. I just remember seeing it on my Action Sports Friday Big game, night. Two undefeated yes. Pac-12 teams. Well, yes, UCLA is sort of undefeated. <laughs> they minus got a, the W. <laughs> minus a real loss to South Alabama. Uh, Washington, this is one of the ones where I, I was very cautious uh, I didn't end up taking UCLA. I put them in a parlay because I have the South Alabama game in my head, and you going to Colorado and lighting them up does not exactly <laughs> ease my fears. Um, Washington has not left uh, Seattle uh, pretty much this year, so they're going down south. They have been great so far this year. Uh, we've both cashed in on them numerous times. Well. How much credit do you give them beating Michigan State? But that's just now that we saw Michigan State. We get just beat watched Michigan down State by Minnesota. Uh, you know they beat a, I'd say a pretty pedestrian Stanford team yeah. last week, and then the other two games are you know uh, gimmies. Uh, they go down south. UCLA, on the other hand, has not looked great. There is talent there. So how did you come to Washington here in this one? Yeah, I, I like Washington in this one. I, I think they're the real deal outside of just the you know the home team, uh, the home team players that like they normally yes. are. And I think you know what better place to do it than go down and beat you know Chip Kelly and, and the LA team, uh, where there will probably be more Washington fans there than than UCLA fans because the UCLA fans just don't care about football. I- don't think there'll just be any fans there. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a good little vacation for some Washington fans to go down to L.A. I don't know. <laughs> Seattle's pretty nice. <laughs> I don't know if I uh, need to go to, especially but, Pasadena. You know, so. you said it, that South Alabama game, you know. But South Alabama might really be good. You know, yeah. I, I thought we are not that, but, uh, you know, I, I thought they'd have a letdown. After that UCLA game, and they spanked Louisiana Tech, and South Alabama's lit everybody up pretty much all season long. So maybe South Alabama, good football team. But I just haven't seen anything in these Chip Kelly UCLA yes. teams that proved to me that they're a team that can be, you know, counted on. And I just thought this staying at the three uh, is a pretty good line for I think a better Washington team, albeit they are going on the road for yeah. probably the first time this year, or, or basically the first time this year. There might have been a neutral site one, yeah. but I think they've been all at home so far this year. Uh, you know, I, I didn't put UCLA because of that, uh, but I was leaning just this was one of the ones team leaving, but I, I just didn't quite have enough faith in UCLA uh, yet. Um, to really be strong in that. I, I think I threw them in a parlay somewhere. Uh, next up, Oregon State versus Utah. Um, this one's interesting because Utah, basically since that Florida game, has just cr- crushed everybody. Um, Oregon State, really, really tough loss uh, last week. They controlled that USC game 
uh, the whole game. Yeah. Led. Uh, I, I thought they should have been a little bit more aggressive at times in the second half. Uh, but they were playing such good defense versus yeah. USC. I, I think they thought they had it. Then they got that score late and then just could not get that stop at, at the very end. They go to Utah here. How do you look at this matchup? Uh, the spread's really, really big, but uh, I think they had to make it that way, one, because Oregon State's traveling to Utah, which is a difficult place to go, and, and two, because Utah's average margin of victory uh, since the Florida loss has been about 40 points. I, I, I tell you what I really like here is I, I like Oregon State's defense. Yeah. I thought, I mean, you know, they held probably one of the most talented offenses in the country to, you know, 17 and, and yeah. USC. We and, needed the cold rain. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if, this, if that game had been played about a month later, yeah. uh, that's got a Oregon State written all over it. But uh, I, th- I think that their defense combined with getting 10.5 makes me really like this spread here. I think this is going to be a close hot frog game. And just the team with the best defense getting 10 points here I think is really good value. Uh, even though they are going on the road, I, I think Utah is going to have a hard time moving the ball up and down the field on them. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Utah comes. This is the toughest game since the Florida game, um, but uh, they, they've been really, really good since that uh, uh, Florida game. Now, granted, it hasn't been versus great competition, but, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, Arizona State was able to sort of play with Oklahoma State, and then Utah just went in there and crushed uh, their souls. So we'll see where Utah uh, is and see how Oregon State sort of bounces back off a. a Probably a win they should have had. Uh, would have probably been the biggest win in a handful of years for Oregon State uh, if they had been able to pull that off. Uh, next up, interesting. Cal uh, got yeah. that. Scored some points versus Arizona. <laughs> 40. I, I I thought Tedford was back with Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lentz and Shane Vereen were rolling around and Deshaun Jackson was back catching deep balls. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen was there, but no, uh, Cal threw up some points. So Cal now three and one uh, with the only loss that tight Notre Dame game. What do you make of this Cal team? They're going to Washington state who probably should have had that Oregon win. Uh, controlled most of that game though i did thought oregon played pretty well in that game and you know to go into pullman and score 40 plus points you All know in the fourth quarter yeah uh <laughs> they, they found their rhythm but uh cal washington state what do you make of this cal team i you know i was really impressed with this cal team uh you know they actually put some points on the board and and this arizona defense is actually yeah. pretty solid if you look at the numbers outside of this game uh so uh it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think going on the road here is it could be the difference maker. Um, but I, I didn't like the four points. I thought that was a little much. Um, I think Washington State, you know, that Oregon team is probably tougher than uh, that Notre Dame team that Cal played. Yeah. Uh, but Cal's tested on the road, hung with uh, Notre Dame. So uh, should be a good one. But I, this was a, a cross-off for me pretty early. Yeah, I, I definitely crossed it off because I wanted to see how Washington State bounce back after that tough loss and I'm just I'm curious what California if they can go in there and beat Washington State I don't think you put them as a favorite in that north but I think you got to take them a little bit more seriously uh you know probably not quite on the Oregon Washington level but certainly if they that nice win over Arizona uh you know who played good football up into that point and I think if you ask them and said we're going to score 28 points I, I think they Arizona was said we're coming away with a win, and they 
basically got dominated by a Cal team who hasn't scored 40 in quite a while. So maybe this Cal team has a little bit of something here. We'll see if they can go up to Pullman and, and win this one. Uh, really tough place to go, but I wonder what Washington State's heads at. But, uh, I mean, they played a good game in that Oregon. So, I, I mean, I, I just will be interesting. This will probably be, I, I think you take, these two teams and whoever wins this game, you say, is the probably the third team who could maybe sneak in if Washington or Oregon start to, you know, uh, have a couple cracks that this this uh, this year. So maybe those two can slide in there if things sort of break right. Right. All right. Uh, I got nothing out of the Pac-12, so I'm a zero out of the Pac-12 this week. What do you got? For yeah, we talked the about them both. I've I've got Washington minus the three. Uh, getting a little bit of value here at plus 100 instead of the, the normal minus 110 spread line. Uh, I think they're giving them that just because they got that three-point swing there. Uh, but I, I like Washington big. I, I hope I hope that helps fund my Saturday uh, kick it off well. And, and then I like Oregon State. Uh, I, I'm, I was close to putting them in a money line. I think there's this is a possibility for an upset here. But I definitely love getting that 10.5. Uh, give me those points all day long. All right. Let's move to the SEC. I don't know if there are any huge games, but there are interesting games. I think we'll start off with maybe the most interesting game I'm curious about here. Kentucky goes to Old Miss. Old Miss has literally played no one yeah. uh, all season long. Kentucky has uh, played solid competition, uh, but... Really, it's... Struggled a little bit against Northern well, Illinois. It's been Kentucky football, where it's never fun to totally watch, but they come away with their wins, and they're 4-0. You know, we talked about it a little earlier. They got that Florida win, but they got that Florida win because the quarterback threw two really, really bad picks. It was nothing necessarily they did offensively, and yes, you can say they got the picks defensively, but if you look at the quarterback, he just makes two really, really bad throws. That's enough to give Kentucky the win there. Uh, but they seem to find ways to win, but I don't think either of us have a clue what Old Miss is. Uh, it's very hard to judge. We know what they have been, which is a team that scores a lot of points and doesn't play much defense. Uh, you know, if you go look at their rankings, their defense has been good, but they've basically played teams who can't <laughs> score any points. So what do you make of this Kentucky Old Miss matchup here? Uh, you know, I look at, you know, yeah, it's going to be a tough environment to go into. I think Old Miss, you know, being undefeated still is going to be able to pack that place out. Um, but Kentucky's getting their, their number one running back back this week who's been out all season, and I think that's a big game changer for this offense. And, and there's, I think there's something to be said about being battle-tested and and still coming out with the W. I think that, that winning mentality and knowing how to win when you're in adverse scenarios really helps, especially these young football players that we've got in, in college level. Uh, and, and Old Miss just not knowing that adversity yet this season. Uh, it, it's going to be a little bit unfamiliar uh, with the challenge that Kentucky's bringing in. So I, I, I thought the spread was a little large, in my opinion, for a, a team that outranks uh, Old Miss. I, I, I get they're going on the road, but... Uh, especially getting their running back back, who's a big piece of how uh, Stoops likes to run this offense. Uh, I, I think the wrong team is favored here, honestly. I, I, I didn't pick it. Uh, I think I've got it in a, a money line upset. I, I think the value is on the money line here, uh, getting over 2-1 to one, uh, in a, really a toss-up game. Getting 2-1 to one value, I think, is, is a good play all day long. Uh, 
but I, I think it's going to be an exciting game, and, and it's really a bigger game for Kentucky, I think, because they don't have many tough games on their schedule. Kentucky actually has a pretty favorable uh, schedule. They only get Ole Miss and Mississippi State out of the West, which are not really the two peak teams out of the West. Uh, so if Kentucky can pull this one out, uh, look for them to, to continue on to another good record this year. Yeah. Uh, will be interesting. Uh, I'm like you. I, I didn't end up taking the spread. I'm going to go on the money line here on, on Kentucky, but uh, it, it should be interesting. At least we'll get a gauge a little bit uh, of what Ole Miss yeah. is. It, I mean, and, and the thing is, is about Ole Miss is they could come out and, and not even compete with yes, Kentucky here, or they could come out and put 40 on them. Yeah. Uh, it really is a, a, a hard hard call to make. We know what Kentucky is. We have no yeah. idea what Ole Miss so is. I think that's the weird thing, because you know what Kentucky is. They win games versus teams they should, and they sort of don't really pull a lot of upsets. Uh, they get beat versus the teams that are better than them. But it's just... Is Old Miss a team that's better than them, or is Old Miss sort of a crappy team that might not win another game uh, now that they have all conference games pretty much left? So it's just one of those things uh, that you can't really tell. Alabama goes to Arkansas here. Um, Arkansas tough loss versus A&M. I once again I. I they seem to make the mistakes that cost them that game. I, I thought, Boy, Vegas knew this was coming. Yeah, I thought they were the better team in that one, but it, it sort of just went AM's way. Uh, Alabama, it's the spread's 17 and a half. I, I must say, if Alabama sort of hits its stride, I think they'll score a lot of points on this Arkansas team. I still think they're pretty soft defensively. I think the question is, how much do you think this Arkansas team can maybe put on Alabama and hang with them for how long? Well, you know, I saw Texas move the ball in Alabama. Yeah. I, I think this Arkansas team plays offense better than that yes. Texas team. Uh, I, th I think this could be a high-scoring affair. I, I, I thought A&M's defense definitely better yes. than Alabama's, I think. Uh, and But their offense is nowhere on the level mm. of Alabama. So I think Alabama's got more than enough to win here. That spread going into Arkansas could be a little tough. Those fans are going to be crazy. It'll be a sellout crowd, I think, even after the loss yes. last week. Uh, Pittman's really building something there in Arkansas. Uh, he's got them believing. Um, I, I wanted to take Bama minus the 17.5. I just thought that number was a little too large for going on the road. I would have liked it somewhere around 13.5, get under that two-touchdown line, but it, it won't even sniff that. Um I'm just really interested to see how Arkansas responds after our coming of that loss. It's a good thing they're home, um, but I think they should be able to move the ball a little bit more against Alabama than A&M. Uh, Alabama's proven, you know, their defensive backs didn't impress me much in any of their games this year, uh, but they're just outscoring everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, part of me wanted to go, like, Arkansas first half and then Alabama game, but I was a little nervous that Alabama might not be able to cover that, uh, you know, 17-and-a-half. I was more nervous that Alabama was covering it when by be up by 20, and then Arkansas, who's going to fight, you know, yeah. tooth and nail a little bit like you saw in that A&M game where, you know, you think that's over, and then Arkansas just keeps competing, keeps competing, works themselves back into that game. So maybe that's just the play. You you take Arkansas that first half. Uh, they're playing off emotion in that, uh, you know, home stadium, and Alabama sort of starts slow, which we've seen uh, the last, you know, couple seasons where they usually struggle in that first half. 
and then start to pull away towards the end. Maybe that's a little bit of a, a play there. You're getting decent value there. I, I think it was um, maybe like nine and a half points on the first half value for Arkansas. So maybe that's a way you lean in, in that one. But I, I, I just I, I'm curious to see what Alabama's defense does here versus Arkansas, uh, especially since Arkansas's pass game uh, I have thought has been much, much improved uh, from what it was, uh, you know, the previous two years to the point where I, I think that Arkansas quarterback is starting to work his way into, you know, a, at least thoughts of being, you know, drafted in, you know, the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. Because, you know, when we first saw him, I think it was two years ago mm-hmm. uh, when Pittman first got it, maybe three years ago, uh, he got in there. I, You didn't quite see the uh, arm and offense meshing, but this year I've, it's been totally different where they've been able to work that run game in with uh, a lot of nice passing uh, work. So we'll see where, uh, you know, Alabama's corners sit in this one and uh, how they sort of respond after having, you know, two pretty uh, wish-wash games uh, after that Texas win. All right, let's move to Texas A&M-Mississippi State. A&M, uh, Two nice wins, yeah. Uh, you know, not pretty, but you know, got them. Now they come to Mississippi State to uh, bounce back after that uh, loss to LSU over the uh, uh, two weeks ago. I-, I thought their offense had looked a little funky. They seem to have found a rhythm last week. Uh, can Texas A&M come in here? Can that defense slow uh, Miss State's offense down enough to where they can score some points? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, how about the schedule A&M's been running? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they brought App State in and, and got beat by them, but then just to, to play Miami and, and then Arkansas and now Mississippi State, and then they got Bama next week. Uh, so they're running through the gauntlet, but, you know, they're battle-tested, they're battle-born. Um, this defense is the real deal for Texas A&M. I think they've got some of the best defensive players in the country. And and I really wanted to take Mississippi State here, especially being at home. Uh just because what I thought the spread was too big in this one. Yeah, I, I I didn't like it over three. I, getting up to four was way too high for me. Um, but I just thought back to that LSU game, and I saw, and I was I was big on Mississippi State going into that game against LSU, and and they just they couldn't move the ball very well. And I think the A&M team is is far superior to that LSU defense. Um, I think this is going to be another close one. Uh, I think it could be almost as close as the A&M Arkansas game, which is why I didn't like the spread. And it's going to be another really tough battle for Jimbo and, and A&M, especially on the road. Yeah, I, the problem with that Mississippi State game versus LSU is that first half they were sort of dominating LSU, and it went back to something Mississippi State had a problem with two years ago where they sort of dominate you, but no points were being scored. Yeah. And the game then remained close, and then the game was still close in that fourth quarter, and Mississippi State had sort of lost all rhythm. LSU found theirs, and then it's bang, bang, bang. And Mississippi State sort of loses after sort of being in control that whole first half, but not really expanding that control. Uh, Now, they do have good wins versus Memphis and Arizona that they've controlled the games, and I mentioned last week – they seem to find a much better rhythm on offense. So I'm a little gun-shy about grabbing the Texas and the three, uh, though I, I think that's probably where the value lies, taking A&M and that plus three. But I just, if Mississippi State finds that offense and gets, you know, 30, 35 points, 
I just don't think there's any way where I don't think Aiden could put that many that's on the board. I don't think they can put that many on the board. And, you, you, I mean, you saw it. Even with A&M's defense, they gave up 21 to Arkansas. They wore down, and I, I think that same thing might come here. First mistake, uh, you know, Miami was in the red zone that whole time, too, uh, the week before. And, you you know, you look at that Appy State loss, and it's more and more confounding, uh, you know, that they couldn't win that game. Though, you know, Appy State should have lost to Troy. They lost to North Carolina, who is not a great team, and then, you know, got beat pretty solidly versus that James Madison team. So it's just a weird one because it, it's sort of can Mississippi State sort of if they get control of this game, put enough points where to extend that lead where AM can't yeah. sort of hover around. But if AM's hovering around in that fourth quarter, then I definitely lean towards AM in this one. So I didn't have a play. I didn't even put anything in my parlays in this one because I thought that three was just not a line I liked on really either side. All right, let's go to LSU and Auburn. I mentioned LSU, uh, you know, winning that Mississippi State game where they sort of found themselves in yeah. the fourth quarter. Uh, Auburn, I don't know what to say about them. Uh, not great football Yikes. coming out of them. They did get a win last week, kind of. Uh, Although uh, Missouri missed like a 28-yard field goal as time expired and then dropped the ball as they were going in for the win in yes, overtime. Yes. Literally um, going in for the win. They were already at the... The win was there. The player just literally dropped the football. Not a punch, not a tackle made and helmet on the football. The guy literally just dropped the ball as he was putting it across the end zone. So, hey, a uh, win is a win. But uh, this was one of the games I eyed because LSU has not left the state of Louisiana here. This is the first time they go on the road. And I I'm still a little weird about LSU because it – basically looks a lot like Arizona State had looked the previous three years, which makes sense because the quarterback is there and, you know, uh, quarter-to-quarter, drive-to-drive, he looks like one of the best college quarterbacks there is, and then he looks very confused and not all that great. So what are you getting at LSU here and uh, Auburn? You know, they're back on the win column. Do they have enough at home to sort of sneak one of these out? No way. Uh, I've, I've just I've watched Auburn at home for a couple weeks in a row now. Just play absolute terrible football. Uh, Should have lost last week. Had multiple opportunities to lose, and I, I honestly don't think they deserved it. Uh, they didn't really earn it, in my opinion. Uh, Missouri just a couple of bonehead plays, yeah. you know, stuff that are gimmies. Uh, That's probably Missouri's motto, though. So. And, and and I'm just. <laughs> I'm completely off of Brian Harson ever, ever taking this Auburn team. They're absolutely trash. They're coached horrendously, and I think LSU's going to win big here, even going on the road. Yeah, I, I didn't put in the straights. I, I put a little parlay money on uh, Auburn here uh, because I mentioned uh, leaving the state of Louisiana for the first time going in. I watched Auburn. that whole game yes. last week. But that's what Auburn, Auburn does. Auburn is trash. They made it to a national championship game winning weird, freaky ways. So. With, <laughs> with a 
decently coached team that can play <laughs> offense. I saw these teams not get first downs for about three quarters of a game. Well, that, that might be what happens in this one. So uh, I, I got a little bit on that in a parlay, and I, I just got the money line just because I want to see what LSU does. I, I think partially because I had to watch that game. I have like a personal vendetta against Auburn now. I just need them to suck. All right, uh, so bets in this one. I have the over in Alabama, Arkansas, <laughs> over 60 and a half uh, on that one. And then I, I mentioned it. I took Kentucky money line. I think that's a play. Either they win or they're probably giving up 40 points, and they, I don't know if they can score 40 points. Though, you know, Ole Miss offense or defense, you never really know. So uh, I, I got Kentucky plus a 210 as well. Yeah, the only game I've got this week, uh, I have Kentucky in a money line, but uh, I, I love LSU uh, less than 10 at Auburn. I think they're going to come in and easily win by two touchdowns. All right, let's move to the Sun Belt. Uh, Georgia Southern versus Coastal Carolina. I, I think Coastal has to look at this division as their conference right now, uh, you know, especially since James Madison technically can't win it. Uh, so Lafayette looks down after two poor games in a row. South Alabama has probably played as well as anybody, but I don't know how much you totally trust uh, that a, a school with no football tradition whatsoever. Uh, but they got a tough one this week versus Georgia Southern. Now Georgia Southern had a little bit of the Nebraska curse uh, a week ago and lost after having the win versus Nebraska. But they go to Coastal here. Um, I think Georgia Southern has to look at this too as they become players in this uh, with, you know, at least they've seen that Appy State can be beat yeah. uh, and has flaws. So. Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, good uh, Sun Belt matchup here uh, to start out. How do you see this one playing? Yeah, I wanted to go uh, and, and, you know, no-brainer take Coastal Carolina here just like I did last week against Georgia State. Uh, but, you know, I've watched that Coastal defense, and you warned me about it. Yeah. Now, they did cover the spread for me, but their defense is... is, is always lets you it, sort of sneak back in. Yeah, and, but I think this I think this Georgia Southern offense is more capable than yeah. Georgia State. Uh, I think they're going to be able to keep this close. Uh, I, I think I... In one of my teasers, I teased Coastal Carolina down and got that spread a little smaller, but I think 10 is just way too much. Yeah, I think that's what gave me pause. And really, I I didn't end up putting it in there uh, because it's... I think they get the win. Yeah, uh, that I think they do, especially at home. But I was a little concerned about backdoor covers, and I don't totally know what Georgia Southern is. They got that win versus Nebraska, and they got a you know couple other easy wins but they have that bad loss after nebraska so i don't quite know what they are and it was more uh i don't trust coastal carolina at 10 and a half uh, especially getting backdoored there because yeah. basically their offense has to it, it's a little wakish where they have to be perfect on every series and score every series because their defense is definitely giving it back up it's mostly like a coastal carolina team that we were used to before the magical season a couple years ago. Where they had a defense. Where, where the offense, <laughs> you know, is always going to score points, but the defense basically gives up exactly what the offense does on the other side. So I'm curious to see how this one goes and uh, sort of see where Georgia Southern's level's at and if Coastal can sort of continue to pull away. Because yeah. they did end up covering that Georgia State, but it's always – it's one of those – where if you aren't watching the game, the bottom line pops up and you're 24 nothing, and then it's 24-17, and you're like, well, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one's interesting. Um, next up, 
We've hinted at them a lot, but South Carolina, uh, South Alabama, nice uh, win off uh, the UCLA game, which was a loss and a tough one at that because still confusing how that went down. But South <laughs> Alabama uh, goes to Lafayette, who's now lost to Rice and lost to La Monroe. This is interesting because I'm a little bit on Lafayette here because uh, they're getting nine points in yeah. Lafayette. Uh, I don't know the last time that's happened in, uh, in the Sun Belt, certainly in a matchup in the Sun Belt. Certainly a matchup against <laughs> South Alabama. Yeah, a matchup against South Alabama. We'd probably have to go back to the 90s when Lafayette was really, really bad. And, well, I, I don't even think South Alabama was a uh, like football program. They, they might not have. <laughs> uh, so this is a little weird to me, uh, but, I, you know, I respect South Alabama, but I've now gone against them like three or four weeks in a row, and they keep proving me wrong. And maybe the odds makers have their feel, and I don't have a feel, though I know South Alabama's good. I think I, I said in that UCLA game, I was like, South Alabama's played good football, but they're going from, uh, you know, uh, into the Midwest, out West. I don't think they'll play well. They played well. Then I had them last week where I was like, they've had two tough road games in a row. Uh, you know, the weird UCLA game, they're coming back home, Louisiana Tech, solid team. Uh, they might not be able to fend it off. They fended it off and crushed Louisiana yeah. Tech. Now we get uh, one where they're going into Lafayette. Lafayette loses to Rice on the road and then, you know, the La Monroe game. But I just... That La Monroe Lafayette game is a big rivalry yep. game. I think you sort of throw it out, and I think Monroe's better than people think. That's the other thing. I, I don't think they can compete for the top spot in the Sun Belt, but I think they'll definitely be in that middle pack, uh, certainly from what I saw with Arkansas State. And, uh, you know, I don't quite know what I got, am getting from Troy after the, you know, Appy State game. So. I really think that nine is just too much, but uh, is South Alabama just going to run through this uh, Sun Belt here? Because if they keep playing like they have, they're cruising to this side of the division. Yeah, I think it would be huge for them to cover this spread. I, I don't think that's why I think it's a it's a pretty smart play. I, I I didn't I didn't look at this one a whole lot. I just you know Lafayette's had their struggles. That's why I was kind of like eh, I couldn't talk myself into it. Uh, but can you imagine South Alabama going on the road and covering a nine-point yeah. spread? I, I, it's just unheard of, uh, which is why I, it makes me a little hesitant. Yeah, and that's that's why I grabbed it. Uh, we'll get into the bets here. I, I got two money line plays. I got Monroe plus two thirty-five versus Arkansas State. I won that Arkansas State on the cover. I didn't hit yeah. the underdog, but uh, I have watched a, a lot of that game, and Old Dominion didn't play well, but Arkansas State just kept. Uh, finding ways not to win that game and I, like I just said I think La Monroe's a little better than people think now you know going into Arkansas State difficult but I I'm not sure there's a lot of gap here between Monroe and Arkansas State so I thought 235 uh, you know we're getting another game like it was first Old Dominion where it's basically whoever makes a couple plays late is winning this game so I liked the 235 value and then I'm just 265 Lafayette at home. I, I know uh, they have not been good, but like I said, that Rice team is a little spunky going yeah. into Rice. It's a difficult place to play, and you saw it. Rice went into Houston and 
was very close to pulling that one off. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, yes, they lost to Monroe, but that's a rivalry game that I, I sort of throw out. So I want to see South Alabama now go into Lafayette, who's dominated this Sun Belt for, you know, 15 years here, uh, and go in there and win this game. So I thought 265, pretty good value on the money line here, uh, especially since Lafayette hasn't played well for two weeks in a row, and really three weeks in a row if you go back to that Eastern Michigan game where they didn't play well, uh, you know, for the whole first half and then started to find their rhythm in that third quarter and then weirdly scored 28 points in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, it's been three weeks in a row where they haven't played great, but uh, I want to see somebody do it. So I, I like the 265. What do you got here? Uh, I just got one play, and it's in the Army-Georgia State game. Technically, Army. this is an independent, but there weren't any independent games to go over. <laughs> uh, you know, Georgia, Georgia State just uh, – They've had a rough schedule this year. They're 0-4 to start the year. Army plays really good. I watched this Georgia State team, though. Uh, one thing that kind of gave me a play in this one is, you know, Coastal Carolina ran a lot of, you know, pitch option plays yeah. against this uh, Georgia State team, and Georgia State had no answer for it. So I, I think they're going to really struggle and to stay disciplined and, and stop this Army defense. And then once you finally get sucked in to come up and, and stop that option is when Army actually really effectively uh, throws it over the top on you. So uh, watch out for Army. I think they could win, a, win big here. Yeah, uh, this was interesting because uh, when I was looking at it, uh, my initial thing was, uh, to sort of grab Georgia State in that plus seven and a half because I, I thought this is sort of two weeks. It's not the same option, but, you know, it, disciplined linebackers have to remain follow pitch. Same sort of, you know, initial thing. Coastal Carolina throws a little bit more out of it than Army. So I thought there was a little bit of advantage of seeing it two weeks in a row, but uh, it, I looked at last year's matchup and Army beat them 41-10, so I was... And that was a better Georgia yeah, State team. Yeah, and that was a solid Georgia State team, so I I, I pulled out of that one pretty quick, though. I'm curious to see. It's not often you sort of go option, option, though it's not the same option. Two weeks in a row, maybe they adjust or maybe they just get lit up again. They did give up 40-plus points. So, you know, uh, nonetheless, uh, interesting. All right, let's get into our parlays and teasers. I'll start out so I can catch my breath before closing us out. <laughs> Let's start with my uh, underdog parlays uh, this week. We're going to go Auburn, Illinois. That's plus 11, uh, 18 on that one. We'll see if the uh, two teams who are poor to watch first two known powers uh, can go in there and sneak it. I, I think the Illinois got a little bit more life than the Auburn one, but uh, I'm just curious to see how LSU leaves Louisiana, uh, you know, uh, and maybe if Auburn can hang around early, the crowd will at least get into it. Uh, but we'll see if they can hang around early. That was the theory versus Penn State, and they didn't hang around early. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, this one I, I'm curious about. Uh, we got TCU plus a 215. I think that one has decent value because we don't totally know what TCU is uh, yet. So I thought 2-1 to one at home. Solid value on that. And then Michigan State plus 245. Uh, I know we all thought Maryland played well. Uh, we'll see if they can do it two weeks in a row, and uh, we'll just see sort of how bad Michigan. <laughs> I think this will sort of tell you how bad Michigan State is. If they go to Maryland and get toasted, uh, I think we write them off and uh, 
sort of wonder why a coach has a 10-year contract. <laughs> um, but it, I, I think they can probably hang around Maryland. I, yeah. you know, yes, they played with Michigan, but I'm call me not totally sold uh, quite yet. So light slate on the uh, underdog parlays this week. I, I put a little more in my straight bets because I, I thought that was a, a better usage of them because I trust them individually a little bit better. But that one's plus 986. I got a favorite uh, two-leg money line parlay for 500. I'm going to take Texas and Clemson. That's a minus 124. I thought that was pretty good value for... Yeah. I think we're okay with uh, Texas. Yeah, uh, Clemson won a little, but I, I'm I'm not sold. I don't know if they're going to lose two years in a row. That's to why NC State. I'm not sold. They're losing two years in a row to NC State, and I'm a hundred percent not sold. NC State goes into Clemson <laughs> and uh, wins. Uh, I'll believe that one when I see it, uh, whether the Clemson offense shows up or not. But uh, it showed up last week. All right, I'll go to my regular parlays. Uh, we got Baylor minus the. Two and a half versus Oklahoma State. UTEP minus the three versus uh, Charlotte. I almost put that UTEP uh, into my straight bets, but, uh, you know, uh, they struggled a little bit on the road. But uh, Charlotte tends to give up points. So, hey, and UTEP's defense is a little spunky, but uh, I cowered out and UT San Antonio minus the four. So Baylor, UTEP, UT San Antonio in my first one. Uh, Virginia plus the two and a half, uh, UCLA plus the three, and uh, La Monroe plus the seven. Uh, we'll call that the underachievers uh, parlay of the week. Uh, and then uh, next one up, we're going to ride TCU plus the six and a half, Illinois plus the seven, and Michigan State plus the uh, seven and a half in that parlay. A lot of parlays this week. Uh, we went with a lot of plus points uh, versus teams who have struggled to uh, maybe going on the road. Uh, Purdue plus the 12.5 versus Minnesota. Uh, Northwestern getting 27 versus Penn State. I, I know Northwestern has been awful, but uh, 27 in a conference game uh, that is not involving Ohio State just seems a, a tad over uh, the mark here. I might wait till Saturday and see if that one continues to climb. If that thing gets into the 30s, that one might shift to uh, a straight bed as well. Um, and New Mexico plus a 14. We, we didn't, didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this because uh, New Mexico's not a great football team, but uh, we can bring it down a little bit here. I, I This New Mexico defense is solid, and yeah. the offense can hit explosive plays. It just can't hit explosive plays for good defenses like said Boise State and LSU. I'm not sold UNLV as a great defense. So this game might be a, a little bit more like the Cal game where it's, you know, both teams hit a handful of explosive plays, uh, but the defenses nonetheless keep hold, and it's more in the 24, 28, you know, 17-type range. I thought 14 was a lot. So Purdue, Northwestern, New Mexico uh, for me in that one. And then my last one, Iowa plus a 10.5, Lafayette plus a 9, Auburn plus a 9, uh, I couldn't find anybody to replace Auburn. That was in the uh, 9 to 12, uh, 12 range. Uh, but uh, I'm already uh, wrapping that one as a 2 out of 3. Uh, Auburn the loser in that one. All right, what do you got for us? I, I got some fun parlays uh, this week. I, I went with one. Um, well, I had a, I think I had a couple. This one was my uh, uh, spread parlay here of just 
my best bets. I, I just picked my three best bets and put them together. I really like Northern Illinois minus the three and a half, North Texas plus the three and a half, and Western Kentucky minus the five. So all those uh, the spreads almost six to one plus five ninety six. Uh, I've got one hundred eighty on that one. I think that. I might actually finally hit a parlay. I feel good about a couple of these this week. I think I might get have a profitable week this week and start clawing back. Uh, next up, I've got a three-team plus six-point teaser. This is some games that I thought the spreads were just a little too high. I get it back down there to something a little bit more favorable. These are teams that should win. I just wanted the spread to be a little bit more comfortable. UNLV, we talked about it. That took it off that 14 down to, you know, Eight here, I think it's a little bit more manageable. Arizona, I took it down. I think it was uh, uh, 17, yeah, I, I believe. believe. Uh, so I, I took that down, and, and Oregon was 17 as well. Uh, so got those down to that like 11-point range under under the two-touchdown margin. Uh, next up, my upset parlay uh, here. I, I really like this one. I think these are two teams that are very capable of winning these games uh, in Kentucky and Wake Forest. I've got a half-unit uh, play on that, but it's plus 794, 8-1 yeah. on two teams and, and in games that I think are, are potential toss-ups. Those were the two I, I really money line ones I ended up taking straight and set up parlay in them. Yeah, uh, so you know I, I may end up taking them straight as well, but I've, I like this parlay together because I, I think that it's really good value on two teams that are possible. Uh, could both win. Um, and then I've got another uh, 14 plus 7 point uh, teaser here. These are uh, some more favorites that I just wanted to get it down on. I've got Michigan minus uh, minus 3 instead yes. of minus 10. This kind of gets them all under the magic number. Army gets it down to just a half point, just a win there. Uh, Coastal minus 7, that gets it down to minus 3. And LSU minus 7 gets it down to minus 2. So it gets three games under that three-point swing and one down to a pick on all teams that I like to win. That gets you two to one value. Uh, I, th I think that one's a, a good one and a half a unit there. So I feel good about my parlays. I'm going to get get back on the wagon here, and uh, if, if I can hit some of these parlays, it'll be a really good week. Yeah, well. All right, that's <laughs> our show for week five of the college football season. Be sure to like and subscribe and get all our content. Achilles Reign will be joining us for NFL Week. You'll want to get all that action. Be sure to Follow us and keep up with all our picks. Exciting week of football. Good week of college football this week. Uh, like, subscribe. That's our show. And we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.